Hey, real quick, guys, you already know I don't run any ads on this because I want to keep it like a really awesome listening experience for you. But I do have an ask. I'd love it if you could just help me spread the word so we can help more entrepreneurs, creatives and high performers just make more money with less stress and more fulfillment. So the best way that you can help me do that is by reading, reviewing and sharing this podcast. Like the single thing I ask of you is please just take 10 seconds to drop a review. Seriously, it would, it would mean the world to me. And more importantly, it may just help change somebody's life. So thank you. And let's get to the show. What's up, all you beautiful people? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm curious how this episode's going to go because I'm going to admit something. It's been a couple of weeks since I've recorded. Uh, I just got back from a wicked awesome trip to Antarctica. So during that period of time, <laughs> as I and want to do what I what I typically do when I go on vacations or go on these trips is I think I'm going to be able to maintain my routine, my habits, my rituals, and that I'm going to keep working and it's all going to uh, it's going to be awesome. What usually happens is I go on these trips and then no work gets done. <laughs> so I traveled to Antarctica, brought my microphone, brought my camera equipment so that I could record podcast episodes for you guys. But then I got down there and we were just so busy and exhausted every single day from the expeditions that. Never actually took the time to record. So uh, the lesson there is don't bite off more than you can chew. When you go on vacation, go on vacation. When you're working, work. I'm I'm still trying to learn this lesson. So this isn't uh, me telling you what to do. This is me just reminding myself, hey, Anthony, in the future, when you go and you think you're going to be super productive on these trips, just know you're not going to be. So here we are. It's been about two or three weeks since I recorded the last episodes, which shouldn't really affect you one way or the other because we batch these so far in, a, uh, in advance of when they go live. For instance, I'm recording this in the end of February. And so by by the time you're listening, this is maybe April or so. So shouldn't affect you. But all that's to say is uh, I'm a little bit out of the routine of talking and speaking. Hopefully, coherently, we'll see if we can actually get through this. But uh, with all that said, Today, I want to talk about the language of business, speaking about talking, speaking about language and all that good stuff, communicating. Um, I was thinking about this on the on the trip quite a lot, actually, is that the underlying language, uh, you know, language is an interesting thing in general. Like I, I live in Minnesota in the United States, and we're really blessed that we speak English, and that is the lingua franca, which is the, the, the common language of the world. So we can travel internationally fairly easily because a lot of people speak English, which is great because I don't speak any Spanish. I don't speak a little bit of German, but like you put me in a foreign country and I'm, I'm really out of my depth. Um, so it's, it, it's really fortunate that um, a lot of the world also speaks English. And I was thinking about that a lot on the trip because we're down in, uh, to get to Antarctica, we got to fly into Chile and, uh, you know, it's a very Spanish speaking country, obviously. And I was like, man, I'm really out of my depth here. If these people didn't speak Spanish and if I didn't have a friend on the trip who uh, was kind of a translator, you know, this would be a very difficult, difficult trip. And that got me thinking about business and how there is a language of business. And if you do not speak it, then the... the the world of business is much harder, much, much harder. And in fact, I would hazard a guess that you you can't really play the game of business unless you can speak that language. Now, I know a lot of people, they try not to speak the language and they think they can hire this position out. They think they can get a partner who handles this aspect, the, the language, the translation. Um, but if that's the case, if that's what you're doing, then you're always at the mercy of the vulnerability of your translator, right? Like you're that person who's doing the translating for you, they can lie to you, they can cheat you, they can mislead you, they can be confused, you know? 
And so it's important that you can speak the language of business. And so what is that language? That's the question. Okay. That's an easy one. It's finance. It's money. Like under underlying everything that happens inside of a business, you know, we're trying to get customers, we're trying to sell them stuff. But at the bottom of it all, it's it's numbers, it's the math, it's the finance side. And so a lot of people, myself included, in my earlier years, and maybe still to a degree, um, I outsourced a lot of the financial stuff to accountants, to bookkeepers, to finding partners who handled the, the financial side, who could speak the language more fluently than me. And that can get you into a lot of trouble. It can get you really quickly up a creek without a paddle if you're relying on somebody else to do, again, the translating for you and you can't understand you know, the underlying grammar of looking at a P&L, looking at a cash flow statement or a balance sheet. And if you don't even know what those things are, a P&L, cash flow statement, and a balance sheet, then you are woefully, woefully um, unprepared to speak the language um, of business. And so I wanted to share a couple of resources. I think I got five books listed here that uh, I found particularly useful in my own education and learning how to speak the language of finance and money so that you can look at a PL, you can look at a, a balance sheet, you can look at a cash flow statement, you can understand what these three very important documents are, how they speak to each other, and then what the numbers are telling you. Uh, because again, uh, something I'm, I'm very fond of saying is that numbers don't lie, but I can make them say whatever I want. So if you can't trust me, you can't trust my numbers. If you can speak the language of business, you can look at those numbers and you can ferret out exactly where I'm lying to you. But if you don't speak the language and you don't trust me, then you are going to be completely taken advantage of at some point in your entrepreneurship journey. So the the resources, these books that have helped me, um, the first one is called Financial Intelligence, A Manager's Guide to Knowing What the Numbers Really Mean. And this is a great book for not just uh, entrepreneurs and business owners, but even if you're a manager within a business, if you're a W-2 employee and you like that, you don't necessarily want to go off and start your own business, you like what you do, it's important that you can still speak the numbers of business because by doing so, you can make yourself more valuable to the business, right? Like the, the ability, even if you're like the marketing manager inside of a big Fortune 500 company, the ability to look and understand the numbers will allow you to come to the table with better ideas of how you can increase the profitability or the overall you know, growth of the company. And that can make you just so much more valuable and increase your earning potential over time or you know, just bring more satisfaction to what you're doing because you can now see how all the fingers and webs of the company are intertwined. I found this book to be a really great resource for that. It breaks things down very simply in a way that's, uh, for me, who's you know, not, my default state is not to live in numbers. I don't think in numbers. And so I found this book very easy to digest, very good. Number two is Accounting Made Simple. This is a super small, very quick read. It is not dense at all. It's the very high level basics of accounting. And I would start here, honestly, just to start to learn some of the vocabulary um, before you start diving into some of the heavier books that we'll talk about throughout this. Now, if you're not a book person, there is a really fantastic YouTube channel. Let me see if I can pull it up here while I'm talking really quickly, because I found this to be one of the best accounting channels out there. I think it's, oh yeah, it's called Accounting Stuff. Really good. This guy does a great job of giving you accounting concepts, breaking them down. I would I would highly recommend watching this. Okay, book number three. This is what every real estate investor needs to know about cash flow. Now, 
this book is you know about real estate investing in specific, but the concepts I, I find apply to business in general. And so this is a fantastic read. So if you're looking at investing in real estate, definitely pick this up. If you're maybe not so curious about that, but you are curious about entrepreneurship business, this is also still a really great book. Understanding cash flow. Cash flow is the lifeblood of a healthy company. If you don't have cash flow or if you don't understand the way that it's calculated or all the different levers that you can pull to manipulate cash flow in real time, then you you can be vulnerable. And one of the this is a lesson that I learned when we were building Escape Climbing because this was a company that there was really long lead times between when we would make orders for say hardware in China, we'd place a million dollar <coughs> million dollar order. And then it would take six, nine months uh, to get over the sea to you know, be produced and then get on the boat and then come across to make it to us, right? So really long lead and lag measure or lag times between when we'd pour out the cash, when we'd actually sell that product, right? So it might be six, nine months before we actually see the product and then we sell it to you know, a wall builder and they might be on net 90 terms. So it could be another three months before they actually have to pay their bills. So all told, we maybe need to put out a million dollars at the beginning of the year and nine, 10 months later, we might actually be able to sell and have money hitting the, 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 um, the balance sheet. And so understanding how you can manipulate different aspects of that equation to increase your cash flow during the, the midterm is very important because at the end of the day, like revenue, uh, just because you made the sale and you have revenue showing up on your, your, your P&L doesn't necessarily mean that's cash in the bank. And if you don't have cash in the bank to cover the overhead and the expenses, then you're going to be out of luck. And so this book, what every real estate investor needs to know about cash flow, fantastic book. Go pick it up. This next one is not about finance in particular, but finance is like if you were going to strip away and say, okay, finance is the language of business. Well, what's the language of finance? That would be numbers and math, right? And so you have to have a basic proficiency in just addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, all these things, right? Just to be able to like get to the point of understanding finance. And so I find this next book is called Math Better Explained is a great primer for just becoming more proficient at the basics of math. I, it might seem really silly, but um, it's it's important. And, and what's really funny is that in, in Call high school and college, you spend a lot of time, you know, doing algebra, the geometry, trigonometry, calculus, um, and so on and so forth. And what I find is that in business and just in life in general, like things never really progress much beyond algebra. Like if you can speak algebra, you're going to get really far in business. And so you don't need to go master the complexities of higher math. You just need to understand the fundamentals, the basics really, really well and get to the point where you can do these uh, things in your head. Like I actually have a really good ability at this point to ballpark um, complicated math equations. Like I don't need to get the specific answer off the top of my head, but I can get really close to the answer. And when that comes to negotiations, when it comes to like eyeballing a project or just getting a sense for where we're moving as a company, that's very, very valuable. Just being able to do that in real time as you're talking to somebody about numbers rather than having to sit down with a spreadsheet and get really into the weeds with a calculator. Um, I find that to be not just a really cool party trick, but also very valuable in real estate and in business. The last book, this one is very advanced, very complicated, and I don't recommend it to everybody. But if you're a nerd and you want to go deeper into the world of finance, 
then this book could be a really good place to go. It's more of a textbook, really. It's called Finance in a Nutshell. Don't let that name fool you. It is very, very complicated and hard book to read. I would start with these other resources that I've talked about. But once you've progressed through that and you're ready for like the master's level, Finance in a Nutshell is a really good book for that. So those are my resources for you guys to help you start start speaking the language of business just a little bit more proficiently. And hopefully this serves you on your journey. If not, hey, that's okay. We'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> All right, guys, I appreciate you being here. Hopefully this wasn't too weird and awkward getting back on the horse after a couple of weeks off. If it was, let me know. Shoot me a comment. Shoot me a DM. Shoot me a review, whatever. And just give me some feedback. Let me know. Otherwise, stay. Stay frosty. That's not a thing I say. Uh, Stay hyper-focused, my friend. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Hey, guys. I love, love, love that you're listening to the podcast. I truly hope it's bringing you just a ton of value. But if you ever wanted to check out the video version of these podcasts, then you should head over to YouTube. You know, they're going to have more effects, more visual stuff like that. And that that can help the message sometimes just hit a little bit different and, you know, reinforce the, the lesson in a better way. So you can check that out. It's completely free. Go over to YouTube, search for Anthony Vecino. It'll pop up. And if that's not what you're into, then cool. Just enjoy the show and let's get to it.